pumpkin bottom jeans, werewolves <laughs> with the fur. It is almost October. Uh, I don't know. We don't do bits anymore. I don't know what to do with this time at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> you know, you just go around the house singing ridiculous lyrics. And you're like, this is so funny. I am so funny. Well, then you p- turn on a microphone. <laughs> It's not going to be horrifying and mortifying by the time this episode finishes. By the time this intro's done, in fact, it's already mortifying. It's like it's going down in flames here on Sadie Hawkins Pod. See, See? I set you up for that one. Yeah. My joke's just as bad as your song. It all evens out. We're going down, down, down in flames. We're going down in flames. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello to everyone. Welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. How's it going? <laughs> what is this? I don't know. <laughs> Got a nice weird energy going. <laughs> do we not have a weird energy every week? Of course we do. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't be listening if you weren't into that, I guess. Um... <laughs> so what's going on? How you doing? How's how's life treating you, Jessica? I'm going down in flames. Oh. <laughs> That's too bad. Oh, oh, we just got a voicemail from David Park. We didn't just get it. It's been there since yesterday. Oh, I just noticed we got a voicemail from David Park. (laughs) So here it is. Heck yeah, David Park's in his element. It's uh, pumpkin spice latte season. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) No one listens to Red Hot Chili Peppers on purpose. There are no Red Hot Chili Peppers fans. In fact, I'm not sure what the tie-in is, but just like Danny said, most bands from the 90s had some tie back to the 60s. The Red Hot Chili Peppers was just a band that K-Rock kept trying to make happen. It was like, I don't really care that these guys are from L.A. They suck. The Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> <band> <laughs> <and> K-Rock. <laughs> so this is a voicemail addressing our one headlight Right, our Patreon, Patreon episode. episode, which you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod, where we talk about most of the K for Karaoke songs, although we went like half a year without doing a K for Karaoke song. Back in February, we did Motorcycle Drive-By, and then we did One Headlight this week. I think it's one of our best Patreon episodes, even though it had the same chaotic energy <laughs> for the first 40 minutes that we're bringing today. I thought that episode came out really well. It was fun. And then at one point we were talking about like bass guitar. Like we actually kind of moved off of the topic of the wallflowers. And we talk about 90s music in general. And I was talking about bass and how I'm up, how I'm in a metal phase right now. I'm listening to a lot more metal like I did in the early 2000s before Jessica even met me. And then Jessica was like, you like... And I forgot, I couldn't remember, think of the, when we did that episode, I couldn't think groove metal. That's groove metal when there's like more fun, intricate bass work. Well, we're talking about, that's it. We were talking about white zombie we were talking about white zombie and how i wanted to like white zombie because they had kind of bass that i like in metal but the only kids in middle school i knew that liked white zombie were scumbags that i didn't want to associate with so it's one of those things where the people who listen to it or that you were aware of listening to music that you wanted to like deterred you from liking the music so then because we brought up bass jessica was like you like like funky bass added into you know metal and rock music but you don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> and then that leads to this voicemail. Um, anyway, the best thing they ever did 
were their movie appearances, like in The Chase with Christy Swanson and, uh, oh, what's his name? Tiger Blood. And, uh, wow, oh, uh, Charlie Sheen. And, uh, and obviously Back to the Future 3. Um, and I guess, yeah, he is in Back to the Future 2, Flea. Um, so yeah, those are the big things. But otherwise, no one likes Red Hot Chili Peppers on purpose. For real. Yeah. So I never liked Red Hot Chili Peppers. And my main problem come, came down to, like, the music is cool and all, is good. But it's really just Anthony Kiedis's, like, his vocal stylings are just so obnoxious. I'm going to keep it local. And I saw Charlie Sheen at the oh, Sherman right. Oaks Target once. <laughs> And around Christmas time, and right? he stopped to take pictures with all the employees. That's right. And I think this is like weeks or months before the fact that he had HIV came out. Yeah, yeah. It was like right before that. It was during like, it was like not obviously not peak Tiger Blood because that was a few years ago. Right. But it was it after was, Tiger it was Blood. After Tiger Blood. But before, before yeah. he announced he had HIV. Yeah. And yeah, Jessica's just at Target and Charlie Sheen's. And it was like days before Christmas, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was like the 21st or 20th or no, something. No, it was like the 23rd. And I only went because I needed some sort of kitchen cleaner. And I was like, <laughs> I really just need this kitchen cleaner. Why am I going to Target? I don't know. Why am I here? And then I walk in and I'm like, and there's like Charlie Sheen with a, with two shopping carts and like, his, I don't know, bodyguard or man helper or whomever he was, like walking around with Charlie Sheen. It wasn't some of his goddesses. <laughs> looking, it wasn't no, any- <laughs> he was not with any of his goddesses and he was looking very peak dirt baggy. Oh. <laughs> but it was lovely because he did stop to take take photos with uh, with all the employees and I thought that was nice. Yeah, we, we referenced the chase once in a while when we ever, whenever Jessica and I are having conversations about ridiculous sex scenes in movies like the sex scene in the chase comes up once in a while because they're like possibly the most ridiculous the most ridiculous because they're literally in the middle of a cross-country car chase (laughs) and she climbs on top of him while he's driving and like to me i'm like it's like first of all she's like blocking your view (laughs) (laughs) and it's shot all romantically or whatever but it's like this is really really dangerous Because you're driving 100 miles an hour, trying to make it to the border of Mexico. Yeah, and like Flea turns up in every punk documentary. Now it's like Flea and Dave Grohl are part of every single rock and punk documentary ever. Like we watched the Jaco Pistorius documentary, and of course Flea's in it because he's a bass player. And you, if Flea's already in every rock-based <laughs> documentary, how can he not be in the bass player documentary? Um, so thank you, David, for calling with that. And then we still... And Back to the Future, part right. two. And Flea being in Back to the Future. I, yeah, Flea is definitely That's the a best better... thing that anyone from Red Hot Chili Peppers has done, is that appearance. He's the, he's the, he's the dirt bag. His nails. He nails, right. He's the, in the future, in the bad future. He's the, oh, no, 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 it's not the bad future. There's only one, fu- we only see one future, and it's the bad future for Marty. So in the future, yeah, it's the guy that gets him to like do something illegal and then his Japanese boss finds out about it and fires him. You remember how big of a deal fax machines still were in 2015? <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh, fax machines, the way of the future. Fax machines are still used in business. Like once in a while when I hear something where someone like 
makes fun of a business having a fax machine. Like if it just comes up in a movie, like the it's like we got it. We need it's like where's the fax? Where's the fax? People are like oh this is 2017. Why do you need a fax machine? It's like businesses use fax machines still to this day. I worked at a business but in Chicago only- that used that because it was a a chain of jewelry stores and I worked at the home office. And so I was working like doing like accounting sort of stuff. And so I would receive their like daily numbers and stuff via fax like all the time. Right. It's a, it's, it is. They absolutely could have done that on the computer though. No, they could. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is like, we like at, at my work, like we'll use fax machines. It's a, it's a slightly more secure way to transfer certain kinds of documents because like if there's anything you send over the internet, you'll never know who got their hands on it, who inter who intercepted it, who if it what what archive and email it's gonna end up in and you never know where that's gonna go. But if you send a fax, you send the fax, the fax received on their end, done. And now it exists only as physical paper that can't be hacked until someone decides to scan it. So you're saying if you wanna run a shady business faxes are the way to go there you go i mean i don't i guess the fbi or something if they're like intercepting your phone calls can intercept your faxes i'm not sure how that works uh here's a voicemail from daniel from june 26th this is our oldest voicemail i don't feel like this is too old so we're, we're almost caught up with these with the couple of emails we have from daniel uh, voicemails voicemails <laughs> i'm still doing it i'm still doing it in that in that uh, Patreon episode, I was doing the Danny can't get the right <laughs> nouns in his head thing, and I still do it right now. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Daniel calling in for first time in a while. Um, just wanted to be the first one to wish you um, congratulations on your 103rd episode. Oh, right. <laughs> we played the first part of this. Uh, we played the first part of this voicemail when he sent it. Because we were, I was so behind on voicemails at the time, and I'm like, "This is funny. We have to play this at the beginning of the 103rd episode." So now here we are, three, four months later, finally playing the whole voicemail. Can't wait for the next 103. Speaking of 103, you guys are out on the West Coast. I know it's really hot out there. I hope you're staying cool. Anybody else out there on the West Coast? Uh, yeah, just uh, try and stay hydrated and uh, use a fan if, if, if possible. Um, if you need to drive into the middle of the country where we have air conditioning, um, you know, we don't have a lot of room at our house, but, uh, you know, happy to have you stay here. So, uh, just anything to, uh, keep you healthy and everything. All right. Have a good one. I know it's already almost October as your song informed us at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> but it's not much better. Like, yeah, this was an incredibly hot summer. It was more, it was more uh, important at the time when Daniel sent this voicemail back in June, but it's not getting that much better. We're getting cool days now, individually cool days, but then it shoots back up to 100, and then it shoots back down to 60, and then it shoots back up to 80 or 90. It's great if you have allergies. <laughs> yeah. And it's also great if, like, barometric pressure, like, makes you yeah. feel like you have the flu. Because I got kind of sick from all the changes in the weather, and I'm like, do I have COVID? <laughs> I was actually kind of freaked out. I just felt, like, clammy and bad. From all the barometric changes. You can get your booster now. I can, yes. I got the email from my doctor. Not directly from the doctor, but from the hospital that my doctor is associated with saying, I'm I'm ready. I'm approved for a booster. Yep. Pfizer. Pfizer this time. I had the, I'm a J&J boy up to this <laughs> point. I've been a Johnson & Johnson one shot. Um, but... I apparently my booster could be Pfizer if I so choose. Nice. Yeah. Welcome to the to Club Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, Club <laughs> Pfizer. 
That's what they're going to do. Yeah, they should just open up. Oh, that's a good idea. I got it now. Okay, hold on. Pfizer can raise extra money by opening their own all-inclusive resort called Club Pfizer. Does Pfizer need more money? I know. But that's the... I know. That's what I'm joking about. But they can open Club Pfizer. And because so many people are like going on vacation vaccinated or not vaccinated and some places accept them and some places don't and other places are trying to stop people that aren't vaccinated. If you know you took Pfizer, you get to go to Club Pfizer. It's an all-inclusive resort where everyone has the Pfizer vaccine. Sick. I like it. It's a great idea. Uh, Okay, sorry. One more voicemail from It'll be like a pop-up kind of thing. Yeah. Like they pop up at like, you know, like a Hilton resort or something. Firefest. Yeah. Well... Hopefully more successful. (laughs) We'll play one more voicemail from Daniel and then we'll get into the episode proper. Hey guys, it's Daniel again. Um, So as far as the song being kind of, like you said, the sum of its time, I think it's maybe a little more of an outlier. Like, Oh, here Daniel's talking about I need you. So this goes back to when we discussed I need you. When you look up I Need You on Spotify, we come up above the Piano Dreamers. Oh, nice. <laughs> and the Piano Trivia Well, players. that's also questionable. We need someone else to like... Oh, yeah. Because if you've searched City Hawkins pod enough, it knows you search that. You talked about how you couldn't see the song fitting in on Mm-hmm. But, and like, I don't think it necessarily would have fit in on Anatomy, but I do think that that kind of screechy riff um, that's very like early 2000s Norma Jean, like Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child, like that kind of riff is all over that record. So, you know, if they had put that song out on Anatomy, you know, it might have, might have garnered some better attention, I think. You know, it, it wouldn't necessarily fit in on that record either, but I'm just saying like, um, it wouldn't sound like they were trying too hard because it would sound contemporary, whereas it coming out in 2007, it's like, Bands like Under Oath have already like blown up and gotten big using that kind of sound. Um, so now it seems like they're doing it kind of in reaction to that and not as part of that movement. Um, that said, it's still a really great song and I, I think it's awesome. It's, it's one of my favorite songs there to play on guitar for obvious reasons. Uh, I think you guys compared it to Life After Death and Taxes. I think that's a pretty good comparison actually because the structure of those songs where like, there's like a main intro riff where it's like very different from what kind of stuff they normally play. The life after riff is like kind of butt rock to me, kind of like three days grace a little bit. Um, not in a bad way, um, but like kind of veering more towards that style. And the, the I need you riff then is very like kind of early 2000s metalcore kind of. Um, but then the verses and the choruses are like more typically what you'd expect out of Reliant K or just a pop rock band like they are kind of in general. Let's see. Um, and then he calls back later, but we'll save part two for another episode. <laughs> I forgot Keep all about Norma Jean. Yeah, Norma Jean was pretty popular, huh? I yeah, never really were. listened to them. Yeah, I didn't either. But I remember people talking about them. Yeah, I mean, it seems like once eventually when like uh, the war- whole warp Tour scene and like adjacent scenes was like mostly metalcore, that Norma Jean was kind of like the forefront of, of that scene kind of happening. Although, and these ca- they came up on our recent uh, <laughs> Patreon episode, my friends in Mercury Switch, the New Hampshire metalcore band that was had did two records on Indianapolis Records. 
they played a show with Reliant K when, like, before Reliant K super blew up. Like, I think between Anatomy and Two Lefts. And at the time, I thought it was so funny that this, like, metalcore band is kind of opening for, you know, a pop rock, pop punk band like Reliant K. But, like, four years later, that's exactly what happened. Like, band metalcore bands took over the scene from the pop punk bands. Like, kids didn't really want sort of straight ahead Green Day inspired pop punk anymore. They wanted more like faster metalcore, like combining metal and pop and hard punk and stuff like that. Uh, when he mentioned, uh, was it Three Days Grace or somebody is kind of like butt rock. I think I tweeted this thing back then in June. I meant to anyway, where I was like, what's what <laughs> I was like, Christian. Okay. I don't think I actually tweeted it, but I remember listening to this voicemail back in June and then having the thought of like, what do you call butt rock within the Christian sphere? <laughs> like, is it rear end rock? <laughs> bottom rock. Bottom rock. <laughs> well, I feel like bottom rock is a term that means something else. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, butt rock itself comes from, it's it's like all the, it's kind of the post, it's like the grunge thing, right? I heard the term butt rock years, you know, years ago. And I think people kind of like email, like people misinterpreted what the concept was like you heard to hear the term butt rock and then like people would interpret that for themselves like what does it mean to be a butt rock band but there is a specific meaning that if you don't know what it is you're missing it and then you misinterpret what butt rock means but what it means is like pearl jam sort of inspired bands that sing like this like they got their butts real tight like that's what it means i always just called it army recruitment music like the kind of songs you would hear in the military recruitment commercials on tv right but i mean butt rock is well army recruitment music is a subgenre of butt rock because i think three days grace did, was in one of those like back in like the early 2010s maybe or I'm maybe sure. it was the late 2000s for like the navy or something right but see like i like a kid rock song or something might turn up in an, in an army recruitment video but that's not butt rock that's like rap rock you know what i mean like it's not really butt sure. rock because it's not post grunge it's not like creed or nickelback that's the kind of those are the core it's more of like a southern rock, rock band. type but type then deal right but southern then I, rap rock <laughs> yeah. but from michigan <laughs> but then i can see how like someone would just like i was saying they hear the term butt rock and then they don't get the definition of it right away and they can interpret it however they want so they think like yeah kid rock that guy's a butt so that's butt rock right <laughs> Like, no, that's not the definition. <laughs> so now we're going to discuss the greatest butt rock song of all time, Down in Flames by Reliant K. When I first put this song on this morning, the music kicked in and I was like, oh, right, this song. And then the lyrics kicked in and I cringed. But I kept listening and I pulled up the lyrics and it is a great message. Yeah, this is... You know, it's specifically about it, it, it's specifically about Christians not dest not destroying each other, and and it's a message that is relevant to all kinds of classes and groups of people, and you hear it a lot. Obviously, I've heard it my whole life uh, when I see like uh, socially relevant works about 
the African-American experience. It's always like, you know, uh, the racial systems we have are designed to make black people fight amongst each other and not focus on the actual issues or what's like, you know, setting them back or within certain uh, impoverished areas in urban area in zones and stuff like that. And then recently in the last couple, you know, I feel like the last couple of years, there's a big push to be like women have to stop fighting amongst each other and women need to like be more friends. And then like you, they even kind of made that a point. I feel like they made that a point in Shang-Chi. Like they're really making that a point. And then they also made that a point in Captain Marvel. Right. So in both cases, because there's this idea that like women need to stop fighting amongst each other. There's a thing in Captain Marvel where the one girl bad guy in her original group, you remember I'm talking about, she has her original alien group that she's a part of yes. and then she finds out you know she had been brainwashed to be a member of them yeah and there's one gr- female uh alien vigilante in that group and they're like why weren't we friends it's like because i don't like you it's like they made a point <laughs> they made a point to be like to be like hey women aren't supposed to fight amongst each other but we want to make it clear this alien bad guy is a real bad guy but then in shang chi when you have aquafina's character and then shang chi's sister character they made a point to be like oh we're friends right away we like each other we're here to support each other because she, she's mad because his sister is mad at shang chi shang chi his, his shang chi's sister is mad at him but as soon as she sees another female character she's like but i'm cool with you so women shouldn't fight amongst each other Black people shouldn't fight amongst each other. And then here's the message of Christians shouldn't fight among each other. So sure, that's true. But it's true of all sort of like groups of people. Yeah, it's it's very true. And it's a great sentiment. I mean, they should literally practice what they preach, though, because seven tracks later, you have <laughs> what have you been doing lately? But I mean, you could also say that that's very typical of Tyson and even the message of the song never seeming to learn his lesson. And he knows that. And, you know, he acknowledges it here. And it's like he knows the lesson. It's right there. But time and time again, it slips through his grasp. And like you were saying, you can that that can relate to anything. That's just the human experience, I think, in general. Uh, you know, it's it's not specific to Christianity. You can have pretty much any subject in front of you. For example, like seize the day, memento mori. You know you should live each day to its fullest. But you just got the Sims 4 cottage living, and right now <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you're sitting at your laptop living out your cottage core fantasies, and that sounds way more appealing than, you know, organizing your notes or starting that next project or working on that novel. And you're like, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll seize the day. And tomorrow comes and goes, and you know what you should be doing, but there's distractions and old patterns that are so hard to break. Right. And so I think it just, this kind of can relate to anything. Yeah. I mean, who's to say that building your cottage core lifestyle in The Sims isn't <laughs> seizing the day memento more? So I just kind of want to look at the lyrics because this is a song where I always thought I have a handle on the lyrics, but I feel like there could be individual lines in here that I have wrong. But I always understood the message of it's Christians fighting amongst each other, not focusing on the message or the mission of you know, evangelizing and getting more people saved. Like, that's the focus, right? That's the focus of this song overall. So let's look at it. Christians, we're all afraid of fire. We prefer to suck on pacifiers. Oh, I like to cut the song off right before he says on pacifiers. (laughs) Baby pacifists, we're throwing fits. We don't shake hands. We shake our fists. The pacifier line is definitely where I went, oof. (laughs) <laughs> right, this song. 
We're cannibals. We watch our brothers fall. We eat our own, the bones and all. Finally fell asleep on the plane to wake to see we're going down in flames. Down in flames. <laughs> Repeated a couple times. Uh, we see the problem and the risk, but nothing's solved. We just say tisk 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 and shame, shame, shame. So, like, you know, I'm aware of situations in when I was more involved in the church of, like, you know, certain Christians being uh, denigrated or, like, people weren't considered Christian enough or, like, y- you know, um, I'm trying to think. Or, like, somebody has an issue in the church, like an individual might have an issue in the church and then everyone kind of ostracizes them and it might not even be that bad. Like they might've like had a, had a problem in their marriage where one of them cheated on the other. And then suddenly like, like the, the cheater is like, Oh, did you hear they're a cheater? Or maybe even like both people in the, in the relationship are kind of treated badly, even though one was cheated on. But it's like, it's like, who cares? Like leave them alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Especially because, like, what happened? If, if it's not like a full on like a sin against nature, right? What's that come from? It's, it's a philosophy thing. Sorry, I stopped paying attention because I got distracted after shame, 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 thinking about the the gif from Game of Thrones where the lady from Imagine Me and You, I don't know what her name is, the mean blonde lady from the show, is like walking down the street. Amelia Clark. No, no, she's not. Oh, mean, I don't oh, think. she's the dragon lady. No, not the dragon. No, I'm saying Amelia Clark is right, right, right. No, Amelia Clark is the dragon lady. I don't watch the show, so I don't know. I know what you mean. Yeah, Joffrey's mom. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know. I I had stopped watching by the time that point came up, but that gift gets used all the time. So I started thinking about that, and then I stopped paying attention to you. But you were talking about something about the laws of nature (laughs) and well, shame, shame, shame. What's the thing where it's like if if you're breaking it's is nothing's really a sin unless you're breaking the laws of nature. I think you talked about this. Recently. Oh, it's from like stoicism and like stoicism. stoic uh, thought. Right. So like if you're in a Christian community and somebody falls or sins or whatever, and you know, and we talked about it before, but it's like um, you know half the time in some Christian communities, things get labeled as sin and they're really not sin. Right. So like cheating on your spouse. Yeah. That's a sin because you've broken vows that you had with your spouse, but it's not like a, it's not a crime against nature. And like the real like bad stuff is the crime against nature. Like actually like fully, like physically hurting somebody. Yeah. Disrupting sort of the balance of yeah. nature and the natural order and if you've done something to drastically hurt someone emotionally that's awful but it's really nobody's business but your own and like whoever is helping you through that and the church instead of helping you through that like kind of like ostracizes the couple or one of them or something when really they need christian love the most at that point so it's you're like, shaking your fist at vanessa and justin right exactly like, like Van- just let them live their lives. Like Vanessa and Justin. And Vanessa doesn't even do anything wrong. No, she just wears a tight sweater. <laughs> like, what? That's not a sin. Right. And and Justin. Maybe she put it in the dryer for a little too long and it's her favorite sweater. You don't know. Exactly. So, yeah, it's like, whatever. <laughs> and Justin's 21 and drinking the lamest of beers. Like, come on. Right. Let them live their lives. It's not like he's doing crack cocaine and like selling everything he owns. Right. And like committing crimes for more uh, money to, to fill his habit or something like, like that. Like you're judging these people for the, the smallest of offenses. Right. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> 
So, yeah, I don't know. I don't I, I have a couple other examples of things, but I feel like not talking about them because they relate to actual people at, at, at churches that I've known. And even if I I literally have no contact with those people anymore, I still don't feel like it's it's uh, nice to bring those concepts to mind, even if they weren't true at the time or even if the people out there listening would have no idea who I'm talking about. It still just feels tacky to bring those up. But I'm familiar with this idea of like infighting within Christianity. And then like, you know, does this extend, does this, can you open the view of this song from something myopic to open it up a little bit and be like, you know, Christian sects and Christian uh, denominations fighting amongst each other. Like this church doesn't believe in the right thing the right way. I mean, I know for sure, like how Protestant Christians, because I was aware of this very strongly growing up in the Boston area, which is a predominantly Catholic area. And then, you know, Protestant Christians and like infighting among catholics and protestant christians and like and then it's like well because and then protestants thinking that like catholics aren't going to heaven because they don't pray directly to christ for their salvation or they don't ask for salvation directly and it's like well isn't that how the only way christianity worked for hundreds and thousands of years so does that mean everybody between (laughs) until the invention of protestantism all went to hell like yeah whatever but that stuff happens all the time with other like Protestant denominations fighting amongst each other. Cause they don't believe, Oh, we saw that. Oh man. There was something I saw where it was like, you know, in, in early Christianity in early Christianity, you would travel and you would stay with other churches throughout the world. Like we're talking like in like when, <laughs> when the, when it was still triple digits of year of years, you know, okay. And like when you'd go and travel, you'd have to stop and you had to find a Christian church because you need to make sure you were worshiping and you were worshiping on Sunday specifically. But when you would travel between churches, um, you would find that there's like they ha- they believed in certain kind of doctrine or they believed in certain like individual aspects of their faith that didn't match with yours. And you were supposed to like accept that they were supposed to accept that, you know. Because there's like different levels of doctrine. There's like the core doctrine of like you believe in Christ and Christ saved us from our sins and we're going to heaven like the core doctrine. And there's like another layer of of doctrine that the Bible kind of specifically instructs the churches back then of like this isn't that important to fight amongst each other about. I don't know what I'm referring to, except that one time I typed in a Reliant K song (laughs) and I saw a lesson with the same title as the song. And I'm like, this is very interesting. I wish I could remember this in the future, but I won't. <laughs> I'll only have the vaguest idea of what I'm talking about someday. We're not, cause we're not theologians. Nope. <laughs> but well, if you out there are a theologian, please call up 40295 <laughs> and correct what we're getting wrong. Indeed. And what, what we're, what we're kind of missing out the points of here. Well, this music, though, is rockin'. The na-na-na-na-nas, like, towards the end, have such a great 90s, misunderstood, dirtbaggy kid soundtrack vibe. Like, this feels like maybe they wrote it or at least were working on it during the demo era. Yeah, maybe. Maybe this was something that kind of... Even the message and sort of that, like, very blatant, forward... Not a lot of wordplay, more just very direct in your face sort of messaging vibes more with those earlier early early songs and i there's other songs off that album there's at least one other that um ended up on anatomy from the demo and i'm trying to think of what it is now the the thundercats song that's it it was thundercats so um 
Yeah, like there's no, you're right, there's no wordplay in this song, but the whole song itself is a metaphor, right? We wake to see we're going down in flames, finally. It's like, so I can't really exactly um, one-to-one imagine exactly what he's saying metaphorically here when he's like, finally fell asleep on the plane to wake to see we're going down in flames. Like, the down in flames is, I guess, the church or Christianity or us as followers of Christ and our cause going down in flames. Right, and that's that's more of a metaphor. That's more just like a visual right. sort of uh, look. It's not playing off words quite as much right. like, you know, you usually expect from the songwriting in Reliant K songs. Right. I also had a thought of like, I remember because this album came out, right? I believe this album came out before 9-11. And then this is a situation where it's like, well, a song about a plane going down in flames, a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. after 9-11. And I was partially thinking like, did they stop? Would they have not really played this because of 9-11? But that wasn't the case. And like, I saw the Electric Youth Tour, which happened, which started days after 9-11. Like we're in the 20th anniversary of the Electric Youth Tour now. And I don't remember Down in Flames being played then. And I... You know, it was literally a week after 9-11 when I saw, because they opened it in the Northeast. And so New Hampshire and Boston, those two shows I went to, were less than seven days after 9-11. So probably they didn't play it then, but those setlist FMs aren't... I mean, I would not imagine. Right. But then they did play it in Connors, Georgia, which is that show that's on YouTube in a bunch of segments. They Mm. played it there. So it seems like eventually they started at least playing this song again. But I don't have any like specific proof that they would have stopped playing it for a while because of 9-11. Because at the very least, they definitely played it on the first tour after 9-11 in Connors, Georgia. And just all of those set lists are like lost. They're not known. Like the, the, the Boston and the New Hampshire show I went to from that tour, those aren't on set list FM. It's kind of similar also to um, Buildings Tumble by MXPX, <sighs> which is like a big song, but it has nothing to do with 9-11, but it came out in 2000. And it's like, well, this is awkward now. <laughs> this is like one of their big songs is called Buildings Tumble. That's the song that starts with waking up is hard to do when no one loves you. You look in the mirror and you find it's your own face. Sure. Do you know this song? You should know this in some way. (laughs) Have you never heard me just play this song around? I mean, maybe. (laughs) Okay. And they definitely play this song more now. But I've also always wondered if MXPX stopped playing this song for a while after 9-11. One would imagine... Probably. Yeah. Yeah, the song, it, it, it also, it's a very long song that doesn't fully outwear its welcome, right? Like, it's, it. what is it? It's almost four minutes. It's over four minutes, I think. Yeah, it's four minutes and eight seconds. So that's a pretty long song. And yeah. not to mention, it has kind of like a, like a, like an outro section where, you know, boom, boom, part of the problem. Like, it it has parts. It, it, it has so many different sections that it doesn't really outweigh outlast out outwear it's outwear (laughs) it doesn't outwear that four minutes totally like it's not like some other songs where i think you know like you could easily cut a minute out of this or make a radio edit or something like it doesn't feel like you could easily cut a minute out of this without kind of cutting out some of the heart of the song so i think that that structurally also is sort of like a, a peek at what we'll get with sort of that more like like the heart of like Reliant K songs, right. those like mm-hmm, five score for getting not slow down albums. Right. 
Yeah, there's so many different parts in this. Like the bridge is like a whole just the na 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 part. It's not even exactly exactly the same as what you've been hearing up to this point. And then the outro, it's like it's it's kind of like these different movements within the song. And yeah, that kind of predates uh, things like Oasis and Savannah and Baby and other things like and I wouldn't count deathbed although certainly that's like a couple of movements of a song within one giant song but yeah other like longer songs that contain multiple movements that could have you know you could almost imagine if if there's a working version for these somewhere that maybe there's whole other completely different sounding outros and choruses that with completely different melodies that maybe were interchangeable that got worked on a whole bunch yeah like um i so hate consequences or like who i am hates who i've been those kind of songs right so then the outro is so after like pretty much this like criticism of Christians tearing themselves apart and not focusing on, you know, what they're supposed to do instead of doing all this infighting, the outro then takes that literally takes a pause and he says, let me pause to clarify because I'm sure you're asking why I stand before you and proudly proclaim to belong to what this song complains. So that also kind of covers his ass for later in the album. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When he's tearing into Justin and Vanessa. Yeah, exactly. He he already called himself out. Yeah. He says, I do this all the time too. It's just kind of funny that he says, I proudly proclaim to belong to what this song complains. Right. Like, I understand what that means. It's like, look, he doesn't mean I'm proud to be this way. Right. But he means I'm letting you know proudly. I'm without reservation. I'm letting you know that I'm part of this. Whoa. He knows he's part of the problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. What you do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Guys, don't be like my friend here. He's part of not doing something. He's part of the problem. Guys, don't be like my friend here. <laughs> no, We've played that on the podcast before. <laughs> Guys, don't be like my friend here. Going down in flames is part of the problem. See, you can get that Rhode Island, like <laughs> New England accent going that I cannot. Guys, don't be like my friend here. He fi- he finally fell asleep on the plane. The whole disease is going down in flames. <laughs> Uh, na 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 I'm part of the problem, I confess, but I gotta get this off my chest. Let's like let's extinguish the anguish. That's a tongue twister for which we're to blame, and save the world from going down in flames. So then it's also some you know like saying the world is a sinful place, uh, converting that down in flames thing about how Christianity is going down in flames, and reminding you, hey, the world's going down in flames, so we shouldn't be going down in flames because the world's going down in flames, and it's our job to stop the, to help stop the world from going down in flames or to save people before the world goes down in flames see so do, down in flames has a double meaning there i'm sure you love that second part about how the world is going down in flames i don't love it either that's what i'm saying jessica just <laughs> jessica looked around like someone would help her out with what what am i talking about let me pause to clarify because i'm sure oh, he just repeats it oh he just says that whole section that outro section twice so, yeah. Cersei Lannister. <laughs> Sorry, it just hit me. Nice. No, I, I mean, yeah, that sounds familiar. I feel like I've seen that in memes and had to hear podcasts I listened to that liked <laughs> Game right. of Thrones talk about that. Um, yeah, so... Wh- I'm just thinking about... I'm also thinking... I'm looking at the lyrics one more time. 
Christians were all were all afraid of we prefer to song on pacifists. Baby pacifists were throwing fits. I like I guess I get what that means. Baby pacifists. Like like is he referring to Christians who haven't grown strong enough in their faith, so they think it's just a matter of saying let's not fight, but then they don't really not fight. They still are shaking their fists. Are they baby pacifists because they don't actually try to pacifize that much? So I don't there's really a little bit of wordplay here. Yeah. A little bit at the back. But I don't really beginning. understand what the baby pacifists we're throwing fist fits. We don't shake hands, we shake our fists. So the baby pacifists, it's kind of a vague thing because it's like, are they babies because they're pacifists? Or are they being babies or are they novices at being pacifists? Babies are not pacifists. They'll totally hit somebody if they want something. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess it's saying that these Christians think they're pacifists, but they're not. They're babies at trying to be pacifists. Yeah, they're trying to learn still how to become a pacifist, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm still wondering if, if the falling asleep on the plane actually refers to something in a metaphor sense, or they're just he's just setting up this story of like when you fall asleep on a plane and you, and you, or you kind of rest and then you wake up to find everything's fallen apart. Like a teacher leaving, like another metaphor is like a teacher leaving the classroom and leaving a kid in charge and then coming back to find all their kids standing or jumping around on their desks. It's like, what happened while I was gone? Like just that sort of like that sort of feeling of things were fine when you left and you come back and everything's in chaos. This is actually the prelude to Jefferson airplane. Trapped and I am enclosed. Oh. But I won't complain. Oh. I'll open all the windows. Oh, except you don't want to open all the windows on an airplane. Did we touch on that when we did that <laughs> yes, song? Yes, we did. Okay. <laughs> uh, so last thing before we do our break is we have to... There are some changes between the gold version and the non-gold version here. Um, I listened back and forth. And at first, it didn't seem like the gold and the non-gold were any had any great changes but i actually picked up on a few so the first one is this one's very 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 subtle but um there's a pause there's sort of a stop towards the beginning of the song right before they sing the chorus i think let me hear what this is okay there it is Okay, yeah, right before they sing Going Down, Down, Down in Flames for the first time, there's this stop. They stop the song, and in the original 2003 mix, this is what it sounds like. Down in flames. We're going down, down, down. So there's a complete cutoff. I don't know if you picked that up, but there's a 100, it drops down to zero decibels. Like it all audio completely drops out when they do that little pause right before they come into the chorus. And it's an interesting little edit. I don't know if, like, anytime that kind of stuff happens in music where there's a stop and it completely drops out 100% of the audio, like, you don't even hear, like, a ringing of anything. It Mm -hmm. kind of makes you hold your breath for just a second, right? It kind of builds up that anticipation 
of that dropping out of sound. You know what I mean? You're like, kind of hold your breath, kind of, I mean, even if it's only subtle, even if it's kind of only in the back of your mind, that's how like a complete dropout of audio feels to me. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it's saying? like in Star Wars, the whatever the middle one of the new series was when Princess Leia is getting sucked out the thingamajig. <laughs> your favorite movie. Your favorite movie. <laughs> And then in the in the gold version, it sounds like this. We're going down, down. So they they don't cut the audio out completely. You can actually hear the symbol sort of there. It's as if you're live in the room. There's no like editing of the audio to completely zero out that split second. Down in We're going down, down. So it's a subtle difference, mm-hmm. but it's a significant difference to me because I can't think of any examples. But I know plenty of songs where there's a stop and they zero out that stop. So like, so there's you don't hear anything ambient right. in the background, and that does give you a, sort of a ver- little verklemp, like a little like <laughs> tightening, like here we go, and then it kicks back in and you're jumping. Like also because this is a very bouncy song. Like it I, is. I'm yeah. only remembering now as we're listening to it, but this is like a, this is like one of those kind of pit songs where maybe you're not going to be totally moshing it up but you're at least going to be dancing up and down you're gonna be jumping up and down to a song like this it's bouncy and like to have a kind of a rock song what why are you laughing at me what what are you doing this whole time you've been like smirking and i don't know if it's because you love me or because you've got something in your brain that you need to get out what what's so funny it's because i love you no it's not what's going on what are you what are you saying is it because my adhd is so bad today i'm so sorry yeah you're thinking of something funny and you're not paying attention what i'm saying please keep going what are you thinking about? tell me what you're thinking about is it is it more last jedi more of your favorite movie What is it? Is it appropriate for the podcast? No. No. (laughs) Of course not. Okay, should we just move on? Yes, please. Text us. Text us. Email us what you think Jessica was thinking about. SadieHawkinsPod at gmail.com. So Jessica's over here laughing and laughing and going down in flames. She told me what it is. So we took a little pause. It's not that bad. It's just a dirty lyric. She put a dirty lyric to the song in her head, and then she has stopped paying attention to me for the last 10 minutes because she keeps singing this dirty lyric to the song in her head. that's only what I was doing for the last four minutes. 10 minutes ago, I was still stuck on thinking about how you don't want to open all the windows. And I'm like, but what about D.B. Cooper now? He didn't open all the windows, but he did open up the back of the plane. So Mm -hmm. turned out it was Loki the whole time. Oh, that's right. I forgot about unless, that time. Unless you spoiler warning. Unless you ascribe to the David Dakota theory of what happened, and DB Cooper eventually escaped and ended up at a hotel with a bunch of shirtless dudes, and Bigfoot was there. <laughs> I mean, it's the most probable theory, to be honest. <laughs> that was more probable than the Loki one, because what are the odds? That Loki is real. I mean, that, you know, the the Disney Loki is real in real life. That the Marvel Disney Loki is real. We know there's a real Loki, of course. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds he's exactly like Marvel have him? I mean, he's not here. He's in the, a Nordic country, yeah. probably. But we know that David Dakota's house always has shirtless dudes that it rub in their chests. And we know that people are always walking up oh boy. in horror situations. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> David Dakota, bad movie director. Actually, great movie director. <laughs> Um, so what else there was so overall the the difference between the gold and the original mix is that like usual the non-gold mix everything's kind of just sounds a little punker everything kind of just sounds in the gold mix everything sounds a little bit more washed over everything kind of sounds sanded down so here's the non-gold mix right and then here's the gold mix I love the drums in the intro yeah so good so here's the gold mix. Can't tell a big difference with that opening guitar. Just sounds a little changed. Mm-hmm. But the drums feel severely yeah, pushed down. Yeah. And, and there's everything, a lot more like reverb going yeah, on. Yeah. Every everything sounds a little wetter in the gold version, to be honest. Yeah. And everything's just kind of like leveled down and evened out. Another big difference is the na na na's. Let me find where they are. I don't write down time codes. Okay, here we go. So, here's the na-na-na's in the gold version that everyone hears nowadays. Fun, bouncy, a little processed, right? There's a couple of na-na-na's. Some of them sound a little processed, like na-na-na-na. They sound like they're going through a filter of some sort. The original non-gold actually kind of plays around with it a little bit more in maybe sort of a Beach Boys way. Let's see. Yeah, everything just sounds brighter in the original. So the original na-na-na's kind of move around a little bit. Oh, wow. There's actually That's more. That's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. There's more of like a fuzzy radio filter on the na-na-na's. Yeah. And then it actually goes na-na-na-na-na with just Tyson. And then the second set, na-na-na-na-na has, them, has everyone else join in. And then it goes back to just Tyson. And then it goes back to everyone joining in. So just the way that in, it, it, they just evened it out. They just took everyone's na-na-na's yeah. on the gold 2006 mix and just evened them all out. The original, there was clearly a very uh, precise decision made in the original mix where it's Tyson goes na-na-na-na-na, the whole band goes na-na-na-na-na, Tyson goes na-na-na-na-na, the whole band goes na-na-na-na-na. That's like, there was a decision made there. Yeah. And then it's like the decision was in 2006 for the remix, just like, oh, forget that. Like <laughs> I actually prefer the remix version. Oh, in that case, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm like, I wonder why to have Tease and do the main and then the rest of the band do the callbacks. Is that like a, so when we perform this live, I'm going to say na 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 and then you're going to say na 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 Right, like, and Tease would always, Tease has often had like some sort of vocorder, some sort of like vocal effect or a separate microphone for the affected vocals. Right. So was there an intention to have that sort of like bullhorn sort of filter on one microphone so you could go na 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 into that and then the rest of the band does every other na 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 i don't know i don't remember i've probably seen this song live but i've forgotten more reliant case songs i've seen live than i can remember (laughs) and then the next big change is the outro so let's play and i feel like this is worth repeating every time we do an anatomy or two left song be- in just in case this is your first episode, if this is your first episode, God help you. <laughs> but just to reiterate, when the second and third album were released in 2002 and 2003, 
they were mixed the way they were mixed on the CDs. And then after the success of Mm Mm-hmm, they remixed both albums in 2006. And today on streaming, it's just the 2006 mixes. If you own a CD of either record, odds are mostly that you have the non-remixed version because most of the CDs were printed with the original mix. But if you listen on streaming, you're hearing the 2006 mix. So let's hear how the um, outro kind of goes when it kicks in a little bit here after the na-na-na's. So here's the 2006 mix, just bringing it down, just the bass. Little, a little acoustic guitar comes in with some electric guitar kind of doing sort of a fat epitaph, no effects, sort of slowed down uh, guitar thing there. And you get kind of this loungy beat, right? Here is the original 2002 mix. 2001? Whatever. 2001. 2001 mix. Somebody called us out on that recently where I kept saying Anatomy was released in 2002. And no, it's released in 2001. Because it's before 9-11. I just kind of move it up a little. So first of all, the bass sound is totally different going into the outro. It's very, It's much more skate punk, much more raw. In 2006, it's way mixed and polished over. But then here, listen to what happens when the acoustic guitar comes in. Oh, wow. So... That acoustic guitar is way up higher, and it's actually a little, like, out of tune, a little not harmonious with the rest of Mm -hmm. the song. So, yeah, this one is really split 50-50 for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like some of the changes they made make sense, but... Some of them don't. It's kind of like you said. It's what version do you like better? It seems like you like. I actually prefer the gold. Yeah, here's the gold version of the outro again. Nope, that's Sadie Hawkins dance. <laughs> I mean, when this bass comes in, I like it in the non-gold better. It just sounds chunkier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the acoustic guitar actually sounds way better in the gold mix. Yeah. This is something they fix. So those are the major differences between the gold and the non-gold that I found. So The acoustic guitar just pops too much yeah. in the original. And part of me wondered if like the sort of narrative decision in the mix of having the guitar sound so kind of janky and slightly, you know disharmonious to the rest of the recording is is this supposed to be bad <laughs> like collapsible lung like is this supposed to be like they kind of they kind of slow it down into this like jazzy lounge thing so is the idea at that moment this sort of somewhat ironic level I, i'm i'm sure i'm reading too much into it but when you hear that janky guitar, acoustic guitar in the non-gold mix is the idea of like hey we're like in a in a lounge and it kind of sounds a little bad because you know, you, 
you go to a lounge and it sounds kind of bad. Like, is that the idea? Maybe. Maybe. But if that was the idea on the Gold Nicks, they were like, nope, nope, nope. Just fix that. Just fix it. Make it sound better. So we'll take our break and we'll be right back to talk about the rest of this episode. We want to thank you very much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. From there, you can interact with us as well as view the videos and images we talk about on the show. You can also call our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. That's 402-957-2343. Leave us a message and we can play it on a future episode. Also, we invite you to check out SadieHawkinsPod.com, one simple place to get links to all our social media and a link to our Tee Public store. There you can pick up merchandise, or merch as it's known in the industry. We have our Black Flag parody shirt, our little Sheet Boy ice cream shirt, and our all-new Boys from Canton ampersand shirts that list the first names of every album lineup of Reliant K. And if you can't get enough of us, well, good news. At patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, we are releasing at least two bonus episodes a month. You'll also have access to our whole backlog, including our discussion of Owl City's Ocean Eyes, reading through the complex infrastructure book, and the songs from K is for Karaoke. Finally, we want to thank our current patrons, who include Daniel, Josh, JR, Jarrett, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Helen, Samantha, Roxanne, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, David, and Brady. We hope to see you there, and even if we don't, we hope that you will keep us in positive regard. Aww. I'm skipping the genius annotations this week. It's it's just yeah, you know, it's just a few of them, and it's all standard speculation and some hellfire talk, which I'm not about. <laughs> so you can check it out if you like, but it's nothing worth really reading on me. the pod. <laughs> Should we do a Same, Patreon episode no, about it? No. Same with song <laughs> meanings. It's like I, I don't so much feel like going over oh, them April. because the sentiment is right there in the song. Like mm-hmm. you get it. I, we don't need to sit around and speculate what the song is about. It's in the song, right? Yeah, the, the, like, it's actually in the song. Yeah. And Jessica was actually, you were telling me, though, that, like, a lot of the song meanings are about, the song's about how you should believe in Jesus. <laughs> it's like, no, no, the song's actually about people who it's already... Like, no, the it's about, some of it's like, uh, like, oh, and here's, it's about getting saved, and this, I'm like, it's not about that, so, like, I just, I mean, there is the... I skimmed. I did right. not d- deeply read the song meanings, I but. guess there's the connection that, like, if Christians stopped fighting amongst each other, they would save more souls, so in that way, it's about getting people saved, but it's not uh, a song that's intended to preach and get people saved it's actually directly pointed at christians who are causing a problem within the church and therefore causing a problem with ministry geeks under grace are back and they listed this as number 11 on their list of 16 reliant k songs you've never heard of well they were right because i never heard of it what song are we doing what is this what song is this then we have a blog i don't know what we're talking about what are we talking about From 14 years ago, Brittany Brown Doherty, goodness, I was first introduced to Reliant K during my freshman year in high school and I fell in love. I was just starting to discover that, quote, Christian music didn't always have to be serious, that you could worship God and have fun at the same time. The anatomy of... of tongue-in-cheek is certainly an example of that. The album marks the band's second full-length disc released in 2001 and is filled with plenty of pop culture references and funny lyrics, but there are also songs that deal with realistic Christian themes as well. 
The album begins with Kickoff, a 39-second introduction to the album. Though the song is a bit unnecessary. I have to admit that the lyrics, here's the kickoff, hope you're not sick of Reliant K or all the songs we play. Because then you'll want to throw your CD away. Do make me smile. Next up is Press It On. it wasn't unnecessary. It did its job. It made you smile. (laughs) Next up is is Press It On, which was released as a single. Guitarist Matt Hoops gets to play some fun riffs during the verses and chorus. But the song's strength lies in in the catchy chorus about perceiving persevering despite problems in life i'm pressing on pressing on all my distress is going going gone pressing on pressing on and i won't sit back and take this anymore because i'm done with Ugh, that i've got one this is not how you write a review and I'm, and I'm and to go back where no, i know too many lyrics just, this is not how you wrong. review music i'm pressing on I mean, they talked about riffs and stuff. I thought, I think that she's doing a good job. You don't just list out a section of lyrics. But unless... I, I mean, she's she's referencing a specific right. section. Shannon Doherty or what's her name? I'm no expert Doherty. at reviewing music. Of course I'm not. But I just, I mean, that could, neither that's, are we. And yet we sit here and do it every week. That's what I was joking about. But <laughs> at the, you know, even well before I had a podcast, if I read a review you know, that was just reciting the lyrics for a whole section. I'm like, this doesn't do much. Sadie Hawkins Dance is one of the most popular songs ever released by the band, and it's easy to see why. Another catchy melody is paired with clever lyrics, which were written by lead singer slash piano player Matt Thiessen, who is also the main songwriter for the album. And in general, <laughs> about getting asked to the Sadie Hawkins Dance by the most popular girl at school. I won't read through the lyrics. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. I've always want. I've always been a fan of this song. I even used it during my senior year in high school to ask my boyfriend at the same time to our school Sadie Hawkins dance. Of course, he said yes. After all, who can resist a line like "You're smooth and good with talking"? Will you go with me to the Sadie Hawkins? That's cute. Things get better with Down in Flames. What do you mean things get better? You thought they were good before. <laughs> I mean, things get even better, I guess, with Down in Flames, which acts as a commentary on Christian society. Thiessen deals with criticism and Christian stereotypes during the verses. Christians, we're all afraid of fire. We prefer to suck on pacifiers. Baby pacifists, we're throwing fists. We don't shake hands. We shake our fists. We see the problem and the risk, but nothing's solved. We just say tisk 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 and shame, shame, shame. More guitar and drum work. Dave Douglas give the song an upbeat rock sound, but everything is tuned down by the end of the song as Thiessen maturely adds that he's part of the problem too. I'm part of the problem, I confess, but I gotta get this off my chest. Let's just extinguish the anguish from which we're to blame and save the world from going down in flames. You know, maybe the whole baby pacifist thing, Dan, is... Mm -hmm. It says we're throwing fists... But if you're throwing fists, that wouldn't make you a pacifist. Well, so yeah, that's what I was saying. Are we don't shake ba- hands, we shake our fists. Maybe it's just throwing fists is connected to the shaking fists, like babies shake their fists. Right. I guess, I mean, if anything, it's because pacifist and fist rhyme and baby pacifist. So it's like, I think, I, I'm guessing just from the context of this conversation today is that they're pacif- they're, they're saying they're pacifists. But they're babies about it, and they are constantly shaking their fists instead of shaking hands. Because a a pacifist shakes hands. Or something. Who cares? 
I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anything. Oh, no. I'm going to skip. I'm going <laughs> to like skip. I was having a mental breakdown in front of you. <laughs> I'm going to skip down to just the last, what they have to say. I'm going to skip past the rest of the songs and just go back to their overall conclusion. The Anatomy of Tongue-in-Cheek, not of the tongue-in-cheek, just of tongue-in-cheek, is quite a good album. Reliant K has done a great job of creating fun songs and ones that are sincerely about Christianity. Though things do... Co- become a bit too immature at times. Some of the stronger tracks on the album balance things out. And the result is a fun disc that just about any teenager, Christian or not, can enjoy. And they gave this three out of five stars. And we're going to hear again from Love That Dog 1118. <laughs> okay. Eight years ago. I always knew that this song had a deeper meaning. I just couldn't grasp it. When I figured it out the other day, man, it is an influential song. Down in Flames, Reliant K, and then you can click here to hear it. And they go through some of the lines again. Uh, Instead of being friendly, we're just throwing fits about every last thing. The cannibal part, I think that probably refers to how different sects of Christianity battle each other when we all want the same thing. Uh, Finally fell asleep on the plane to wake to see we're going down in flames. The plane is life, so this guy fell asleep in the meaning... In the life meaning he was just going through the motions. Okay. Okay. That makes that makes yeah. a little bit more sense. Like, you know, are you sleeping when you're praying? Right. When he finally woke, he saw that the world was going down in flames. Right. I don't know if it means he woke to see the world was... I mean, that's a pretty common Christian, you know... Th- that would be a common way to interpret it when you think of how many, like, fire and brimstone songs there are that the world is going to erupt into hell one day but i don't think that's what this song was getting at in general as hypocritical christians we see problems and push the blame off onto others we see the problem and the risk but there's but nothing solved we just say tisk 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 and shame 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 <laughs> what is this song meaning <laughs> this is uh, the enemy is much ignored when we fight this christian uh, civil war those are, yes those are the again words. referring to how we're but they're directly I know, referring I know. to them again <laughs> referring to and i think that when you do like a full blog on a song it's completely acceptable to reference specific lyrics especially one where you have an entire blog post just on that it's what we're doing we sit here and talk about the lyrics people could be like yeah danny and jess we know the lyrics like <laughs> i know look at you playing devil's advocate to me for once <laughs> Me being I feel like I prefer I I feel like I play devil's advocate in our in our regular lives. But it doesn't happen on the podcast for some reason. The enemy is the enemy is much ignored when we fight this Christian civil war, again referring to how we're too busy fighting with one another to focus on the real enemy. I mean, I can, I actually, I could actually go off on like a full general tangent of this just as Americans we do this. Like we are currently engaged in a civil war and how, (laughs) and this is really unfortunate, but the last time this country came together, we were talking about this earlier, September 11th. So it's like, unless we can come together against a common enemy, it's just all infighting in this country, which is really unfortunate. Right. Like, we need something else to fight. Like, it's not enough. We can't actually just come together in peace. We have right. to hate something. It's awful. And then my favorite part, let me pause to clarify, because I'm sure you're asking why. Yada, 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 yada. You know these <laughs> lines. I am part of... Well, it goes on. It, like, lists five lines. I am, okay. I am part of the problem. I confess... Oh, we're still going. Wait. Oh, I am part of the problem. I confess. But I've got to get this off my chest. Here's your call to action. 
let's extinguish the anguish for which we're to blame to save the world. Wait, no, no, we're still just, I guess, I don't know. There, it wasn't in quotes, but they're also agreeing with the sentiment. Okay. Cool. Wonder what they had to say about Marilyn Manson ate my girlfriend. <laughs> it was one of the related articles. Well, let's see. I, I, let's do it. I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. Click here for the previous part of the chronicle. So I guess this is like continues on. Okay. Oh, and this was from Stories from a Jesus Freak, a Fisher of Men. Uh, Marilyn Manson ate my girlfriend. I guess this is continued. I see what you're saying there, but what about hedonism? Again, wait, Hinduism, not hedonism. We were on a Christian podcast. Sorry, thought that that's what we were talking about for a second. Uh, Again, what I know about other religions is very limited. Okay, I'm just going to move on. (laughs) Okay. It wasn't as simple as here's what I think of Marilyn Manson. No, because now we're going on about Buddhism, Taoism, Confucianism. So there's a lot going on here. Uh, but that's cool. Check out Love That Dog 1118 on WordPress.com because it seems like they have some cool, interesting takes. Next up, Dave Douglas gets some love and some not love on an old Sputnik music board. That was my note. Yes, for back this. to Sputnik music. <laughs> we are mentioned on Sadie Hawkins' pod many times. We infiltrate Sadie Hawkins' pod. <laughs> Deftones underscore 111 on November 19th, 2004 at 2.24 p.m. posted. Well, first off, I know that a lot of people on here will see this name and ask themselves who? Dave Douglas in the drummer for the band Reliant K. And now people are asking themselves, who or who cares? I know how people on the boards worship Carrie and will go down talk Jordison? Yet still have little respect for the guy. So I'm prepared to get nailed. I don't know who Carrier Jordison are, but I guess other pop punk-ish drummers. Right. Uh, So I'm prepared to get nailed for bringing this up. Just keep in mind that in no way, in caps, no way, am I trying to compare his to some of the greats in the business? It's a little pop, a little punk, and a little quote-unquote rock. On the band's latest CD, mm-hmm, I think that he shows a lot of his talent and am willing and would am willing to say that he is one of my preferred drummers to listen to. Not only does he drum, he sings in quite a few of their songs. Whether it be taking the lead or doing backup, it's singing either way. Some of their better songs off the new CD, in my opinion, are Life After Death and Taxes, which to bury us are the hatchet, and I so hate consequences, and off an older CD, and probably my favorite song by the band Softer to Me. I'm just curious if anyone else has listened to these guys, and if they had any opinion with a little more thought behind them, other than they suck or they rock. Dash Obscurity Dash replied, I have only heard their single pressing on, not bad for pop punk. Vince the Skater said, they're Christian smiley face. <laughs> Drummer underscore boy 14 wrote, LOL, I ha- only have four songs, but for pop punk, Is they're all Is it the drummer right. boy that met Jesus on the day he was born? Perhaps. Tommy R said, just another pop punk band, just another pop punk drummer. Winner Rabbit said, for pop punk Christian band, they I think they're really good. I put Christian in brackets because that doesn't seem, that doesn't really determine their music. That's great. 
Jesus Freak 39 says, I like them a whole lot. I think their drummer is pretty good. He even does some double bass. I went to see them live. It was awesome. Whoa, I can't believe there is another Jesus Freak. I love that song. People Call Me Andrew said, personally, I think Reliant K rules. Their drummer rules too. Dave somehow knows exactly what to do in any case. My favorite song they sing is I So Hate Consequences, which I heard at purevolume.com slash Reliant K. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love them, eh? Another awesome <laughs> website is www.glent.com smash. And then people call me Andrew said, really, what? What song does he use double kick? And then Deftones underscore 111 said, in the song Softer to Be, when they do the breakdown two and a half, two minutes and 15 seconds into the song, you can hear him use the double kick shortly into that. That is probably my favorite minute of music in the band. That's cool. I didn't know that or realize that. And we've done softer to me. So I feel bummed that I didn't realize that or pick up that on it, was it a double, at the time. Yeah. yeah. We missed those Relying K blast beats. <laughs> uh, Doodle Cake said, I love Jesus and so does RK. Adam Ship says, isn't rock the music of the devil shows how Christian they are? Oh, you got it. Oh, you got me. You got them. You got me. You got everyone. You broke the case wide open. Oh, and then some folks are fighting with them about that. Uh, and then, oh, now it keeps going. Uh, how could you be a Christian punk? Aren't punks against everything Christians stand for? Flamcram3 said, I love Reliant K and Dave D is a very good drummer. I can play two songs from their second CD, Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek, and two from Two Lefts Don't Make a Right, but three do. I can play three from their first one, Reliant K, even though Dave D isn't the drummer, which includes Softer to Me and My Girlfriend, and mm-hmm is very difficult drums, but totally awesome. Oh, and then this this ties back in. Lil Drummer Dude said all music can be used to glorify God except for continually, continually, continually screaming, what? which is what we do on this podcast every week. Well, there are Christian bands that continually scream like Norma Jean, who have Christian lyrics. They're on tooth and nail, I think. Right on. And uh, Bar- Bartuana IM said they're good at what they do and the drumming works very well for them. So just a little a little love for Dave Douglas over there since this is the first album Give the he's featured some. on. Yeah. Now, Dan, I'm looking at our time and I think we might have time for this. Okay. We have Reliant K quiz. Oh. So this is on Brain Brain Goal? Brain a goal? Okay. Fun, two out of four stars. Difficulty, two and a, th- a fourth <laughs> out of four sprockets. Okay. Sprockets. <laughs> yeah. This is submitted by 20min underscore username and then a bunch of emojis. Question one. The lyrics, and I found a backup plan. I'm grateful that I didn't have to use it, but it's made up of real good friends. Come from A- I just want you to know. The lining is silver. B, the lining is silver. <laughs> C, who I am, hates who I've been, or D, deathbed. Question two. Uh-huh. 
She's like an ancient artifact, something you're lucky to have found. She'll pinch the nerves in all the necks when she turns those heads around. Those heads around comes from Savannah. Candlelight. (laughs) A, Savannah. B, I'm taking you with me. C, Candlelight. D, Sadie Hawkins dance. I'm surprised I even can do this. Am am I a bad Reliant K fan? What is I'm taking you with me? Is that not a Reliant K song? Yeah, I'm taking you with me. That's uh, that's on uh, that's on. Forget not slow down, right? What? Or is that just the lyrics to another title? Taking you with me. See, that's why I'm surprised I could even answer those first couple of songs. Those first I couple of questions. I can't think of a song titled "I'm Taking You With Me." Yeah, it's called "I'm Taking You With Me." It's on Five Score. Okay, Five Score. That makes sense. Uh, See? my least known album. That's why I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> See, so I am a bad Reliant K fan. It's the one that goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm telling you, <laughs> if it doesn't matter what I sing, you won't get it. <laughs> oh, right. It sounds that like that song. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Question number three. Fear can drive stick, and it's taking me down this road a road down which i swear i'd never go comes from blank see i know that now but i've already now all the brain power i had (laughs) just went away now you can't ask for a hint dan show hint three words 20 letters (laughs) oh it's a fill in the blank (laughs) it is a fill in the blank you're contrasting and taking me down this road a road down which i swear i'd never go Here, this might help. (laughs) You know, (laughs) did that help? I know the song, but my brain is, is, oh, I was feeling sharp like 30 seconds ago and now it's gone. What's it called? It's from Devastation and Reform. Oh, yeah. Now let's hope that I can spell devastation properly. Just <laughs> use Siri. Oh, good call. <laughs> devastation and Reform. There we go. Question number four. The lyrics and this life sentence that I'm serving, I admit that I'm every bit deserving, but the beauty of grace is that it makes life not fair comes from... Sadie Hawkins dance. <laughs> That's not an option. Either when I go down, forward motion, overthinking, or be my escape. Be my escape. Question number five. Now we have another fill in the blank. Blank has the lyrics. When I finally ironed out all of my priorities and asked to God to remove the doubts that made me so unsure of these, I ask myself. Oh, I, I, oh man. I know this stuff. I just don't. Three, wor- three words, 14 letters. Hold on one second. <laughs> Are you cheating? Hey, Siri. <laughs> what song has the following lyrics? <laughs> Let me see this. Is the lyrics when I finally ironed out all of, let, all of my priorities and I asked God to remove the doubts <laughs> that made me so unsure of these things I think of my ask yourself of these and even though I don't know where to go. That's the song. No, 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 go in. Seeing you say you're toned up. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't. It's, 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 that's an orphaned electrode in my head right now. I can't get it. 
That's fine because neither can I. <laughs> so I'm like racking my brain and I'm like, I don't know which one this is. I really hope it shows the answers at the end. Ah, oh, it's another fill in the blank question number six. The lyrics, because when it's getting colder, I feel much better. When I cry on my own shoulder, I'll just throw on a sweater and go come from Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Airplane, I knew that one. See, it's a matter of like if if the momentum of as you read the lyrics, you my can brain, sing it in your head. Well, that's the thing is you can sing in my brain, but sometimes also like individual por- portions of a song. This happens if I get a song stuck in my head and I don't know what song it is. Sometimes like one little part of a song gets stuck in my head, and I can't get the electrodes in my brain to make the connection to the next part of the song, so I can't like remember what song it is. Question number seven, but I've never broken bones with a stone or a stick, but I've conjured up a phrase that can cut to the quick comes from A, bite my tongue, B, which to bury us or the hatchet, C, in like a lion, always winter, or D, nothing without you. I'm not sure. Is that, it's either, let me see. I have to look at it. Is, is it which to bury, right? But I, but I never broken bones with a stone or a stick. I've conjured up a phrase that can cut to the quick. I don't know. Bite my tongue. Okay, I think it's from... See, neither one of us are sure. I think it's from nothing without you. You think it's from bite my tongue. Just go with your your gut. Well, I could be wrong. What if you're right? Well, we'll find out. Question number eight. (laughs) I must admit, all the words you spoke, I hated. (laughs) unsubscribing. (laughs) Don't see just how I can be motivated. <laughs> it's from I So Hate Consequences. I'm just gonna skip that. Uh, question number nine. The lyrics face down, face down. This carpet tastes like coffee. Grounds ground into my out. face now. Question number ten. See, the I lyrics, knew that without you even telling me the. Some of them I know. Some of them click right away, and some of them don't. The lyrics to be prosperous would not require much of me you see contentment is the one thing it entails to be content with where i am and getting where i need to be and moving past the past where i have failed come from the song can you sing a few bars from end to end nope up and up (laughs) there was another time in my life must have done something right i think it's up and up yeah i think it's up and up is it from end to end another off five score? <laughs> oh my gosh, you should give me a five score quiz because I will oh, absolutely okay. fail it. All right. <laughs> what is the band on the cover of the album Five Score and Seven Years Ago? Name at least two of the individuals on the cover. Okay, we got question one right. It was The Lining is Silver. Oh, and then they give us more lyrics. Uh, oh, only 72% of people answered that one correctly. Question number two was candlelight. Only 48% of people answered that one correctly. Uh, question number three was correct. Devastation and reform. Only 36% oh, answered see, that one. See, we're in good company. We're doing yeah. well so far. <laughs> question number four, Be My Escape, was correct. 56% of people also answered this correctly. So the people taking this quiz are more familiar with Bird and the B-Sides, apparently. Question number five, which we left blank, was from Getting Into You. Okay. When I finally ironed out all of my priorities and asked God to remove the doubts that made me so unsure of these things I ask myself. And 68% of people have also gotten this wrong. So good company. Why? Oh my gosh, I I spoke. 
spelled airplane wrong, so we got the Jefferson airplane one wrong. Wait, did you spell it correctly or did you spell it? Yes. Okay. I spelled it right. I didn't spell it arrow space nope. plane. Nope. I, I think we came across this in the episode. The band is called, wait, maybe it's not. No, they got it right. The band, the band is called is Airplane, one word. Yeah. and they changed the spelling of the song to avoid, Correct. most likely to avoid copyright. Well, we got it right, so don't worry about it. That's what, I don't like the spelling ones. I think that those are, are mean. Yeah. Those are mean-spirited. <laughs> and then you were right on question seven, the last one, it was bite my tongue. But I've never broken bones with a stone or a stick, but I've conjured up a phrase that can cut to the quick. Yeah, it's not a real violence, so I'm like, ugh, sounds bloody like a bitten tongue. Yeah, and yeah. 48% of people also got it wrong. So, uh, question eight. Oh, shit, it was from Apathetic. I'm totally wrong. It was not from I So Hate Consequences. And I love Apathetic. Damn. Right, right, right. Oh, man. I'm so mad at myself now. I'm mad. I'm more mad about that than I am from this for the spelling. <laughs> oh, question nine, we got right. It was from Falling Out. Question 10, we got right. It was from... Up and up. So you were right on that one, on the up and up. And that's all I've got for this week. Well, there are really no covers to speak of from this song. There's a drum cover, which is kind of worth playing, to be honest, whereas often drum covers are not worth playing. Just because I love how this is set up. This is uploaded by Peter Olson. And it's in a church sanctuary with that <laughs> with that glass cage around the drum yeah. set and just listen to the how loud this is yeah wow I thought he was an older gentleman, but it's just the lighting. I oh, thought okay. he had a white beard. Yeah, the camera's pretty far back in the sanctuary. Well, super rockin'. Super rockin'. Uh, and then there's this abysmal chipmunks <laughs> version, which you heard a little bit of, of earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, my gosh. It's like nails on a chalkboard. No. This is uploaded by PK. Just the letters PK. Man, I was, so, I was so confident, and that's I so hate consequences answer. I hate myself so much right now. Uh, well, at least consider that you didn't create and upload this video, so you, this is awful. And the visual, the visual to it is an epilepsy seizure. Oh, goodness gracious, stop. It's like five colors fading very, oh. very quickly. It really hurts to look at. It's really obnoxious. And that's all the covers. So there's only one version of the band playing this live. And according to Setlist FM, it seems like they played the song, I would guess, pretty consistently from 2001 to 2003. There's only a handful of times that Setlist FM recorded that they played it like i didn't save the link but I, I, i'm guessing now it was something like 10 times or 15 times listed and when you're talking that early 2000 2001 2002 it's got to be like if if the song's played once you can assume it's been played more than that because to be honest like right. fm is so incomplete for times back then 
So here's the only time that it's been uploaded to YouTube that I was able to find. This is by Brian Leverett, and this is the uh, aforementioned Connors, Georgia, October 20th, 2001, Teen Planet uh, show as part of the Electric Youth Tour with Five Iron, and Ace Troubleshooter, and John Rubin. Nice. So the first thing this video opens with, Tyson, is handed by Brian some random person's cell phone that got lost at the show. Wow, nice. In the middle of the show. I love that they have for Life K doing announcements. <laughs> Next, they're like, so there's a white Toyota Camry. <laughs> Parked in the loading zone. <laughs> play a song <laughs> okay I thought they shouted you suck <laughs> I think they yelled play a song that's a punk rock song for you punk rockers out there this one's called Town of Flames so the only informa- first hand information we have about this song is this is a punk rock song for punk rockers is Down in Flames according to Tyson. Are they uh, are they are they doing a pit there, Dan? I can't see. You have uh, the video. <laughs> no, they're not doing a pit at Teen Planet in Georgia. <laughs> People are in the front row shaking their fists. That's what you're not supposed to do, according to the song. But they got their fists up and they're shaking them. Brian is just bopping around the stage. He is. He's got such a stage presence. <laughs> he just fills that space in between him and Hoops. I mean, in between Tyson and Hoops. <laughs> What do you think of Tyson's backward baseball hat <laughs> with his little tufts of blonde hair in between them? It has very pressing on video vibes. It does. So let's go and At see. At one point there, I made the like drunk face emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. But uh, to the reaction to how they're playing this? Uh, j- yeah. Oh, gotcha. So let's hear uh, how they do the outro. <laughs> I'm sure 
You got it off your chest. I didn't realize, like, I didn't, I don't think they needed to repeat this end part three times, maybe. Maybe it would have been a little bit more concise to just repeat it twice, to just do the rocket, you know, the slightly slowed down loungy thing and then go back to the just the bass you don't need to repeat this outro three times so nice they only stated it twice (laughs) i like how at the very very end of this video uploaded by brian leverett six years ago Behind T-Sin is a lady with a disposable <laughs> Kodak camera. <laughs> Just about to take a picture. And next to her is maybe John Warren? That's funny that you said that. It's not. It's oh. a security guard who has John Warren swooped hair. Yeah. And looks a lot like John he Warren. He really does. But I've seen this. I saw this video before and I thought the same thing. And it's not him. He has the word security on his shirt. How do you know John Warren just, just wasn't wearing an ironic shirt that said security on it? I guess that's he possible. He went to the mall, spent 20 bucks. <laughs> I guess that's possible. They're on this tour. So it like could have been him. But it's just another guy that looks like him. Because <laughs> Tom DeLong already looks like him. It's not the other way around. Of course. Tom DeLong looks like John Warren. What else do you have for and us? And this guy who did security at Connor, Georgia, Teen Planet. So that's it for, for music. And then we got some like teen videos, some literal FMVs and stuff like that. Someone uploaded their footage of their roller coaster tycoon, but they didn't like capture <laughs> nice. their roller coaster tycoon they created. But instead of actually like sure. capturing, you, you film the screen. You, you got to do what you got to do. So this is uploaded by oh Simpsons gosh. fan ninety one. They created the Batman ride, or they recreated it if it's accurate to the real Batman ride. Oh, I spent so many hours playing roller coaster tycoon in my youth. <laughs> oh, and then they. They played the song in the room while they filmed the screen. A, a couple months ago, I discovered an AMV where instead of actually like editing it together, they filmed their screen and kept going back and forth between different footage of the anime they wanted to use. Look, you it gotta do amazing. what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. If you, it's like, how does this editing thing work? You don't have the software. Do it however you can. I'm there for it. So here is this just, just awful, like, so obnoxious thing uploaded by Koga Lover thing. 455. And this is, it's called Alcohol Commercial, which you think like, oh, this okay. is for alcohol. But it turns out, no, it's it's against alcohol. Uh-oh, uh-oh, copyright So strike. we're opening with the cast set to Britney Spears and it's just pictures of these teens with their name as we look at we listen to Britney Spears and then it says takes place at Jordan's house when her parents aren't home uh oh alcohol commercial at Jordan's house while her parents aren't home (laughs) oh and now we're getting excited for Lady Gaga and maybe some booze well this is what happens is it opens with three teens in their front yard dancing to Lady Gaga and then this kid comes up and says 
I got the beer! And then they it's all just one lose beer. their minds. Yeah, over one beer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> These kids have no idea what one beer does to you. They think like, look, I got the beer, and then they all lose their minds and one immediately beer start split falling into sin. Five teens. Yeah. It reminds me of that one music video we found of for Seth Reliant K where it's like the prodigal son and his dad gives him some money and he's like, yeah, my dad gave me some money. And cut to him driving drunk <laughs> immediately. Yeah. And spending all his rent money on pizza. I get where they're going for it. This is something I would have made. And they're just like moshing. Like they're just so excited to have one beer. And I guess the idea... So, so what, what happens, happens after, after the, party? the party? After in all caps. And then it, it just, we see the whole scene again, but sped up. <laughs> and now they're all laying on the ground coughing. And throwing up, pretending to throw up. Think about what will happen after drink, after you drink and before you drink. After you drink, before you drink. No and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are we watching Twilight now? And then they just show the... It said bloopers, and they're just they're showing, showing like, the raw outtakes. footage from the thing. Why, why did... So does someone's parents live in, like, a communal garden space? What's <laughs> up with this, like, trash can that looks like it's in a park? Maybe this is, like, a little park in their Next house, to their yeah. house or something? Okay. And then there's, like, a... It's, like, a ramp for, uh... You know what? I gotta tell you... Of all the, like, anti-drinking commercials that a teenager could make, at least they're just, like, they're not getting in cars and driving drunk or anything. They're like, listen, you're going to feel sick afterwards and you're going to throw up. And you know what? They're not wrong. So I'll give I'll give them that. Good for them. I can't tell you how many times when I was a teen, our friend would come up with one bottle of beer and say, I got the beer. And we'd all like lose our minds and start moshing. And then it would cut to five seconds later, us all throwing up on the ground because we shared that one bottle of beer. Oh, Danny, everybody knows you didn't drink as a teen. I didn't. I didn't drink till I was like 24. You were 23. I was 23. And I didn't drink till college when I was... (laughs) I had my first re- I had my first relationship and my first heartbreak and then I had my first drink. No, no that's not true. Not true. You would drink a smear off ice and lay down on the ground. <laughs> that's true. Because <laughs> my body couldn't absorb the alcohol. So this is uploaded by I absorbed it a little too well. Yeah. So uploaded by voicing one too many. One is spelled out and two is the number two. Laser tag at ELFBC. And it's this very unfortunate video uploaded uh, in 2011 of these teen boys going around what appears to be a campus with laser tag guns. I think they're playing laser tag for real in the hallways of this. It's either a school or it's a church with a school building attached. Right. Yikes. And it's really unfortunate because it looks like they're going around the school with guns. Yep. Uh, not wholesome. No. <laughs> not wholesome. Although I'm sure they're having fun and all. And it says it's laser tag at the LFBC for Winter Retreat 2010. I know it's kind of amateur, but I'm happy with it. Music Down in Flames by Reliant K. It's, it's, it's not that it's amateur. It's that it's a bunch of kids going around with mob guns in a school. Yeah. Not not great. Maybe the kind of thing you remove at a certain point. Right. 
but it's in 2010 like this is still this is a problem then and it's a problem now just yeah like i know things get ridiculous when like a kid makes a gun hand with their with their you know a gun motion with their hand and then suddenly that kid is like been called the teachers have called the police on that kid like that's ridiculous you know what i mean yeah there there's over exaggeration and and over reaction to gun culture in school but just felt felt odd (laughs) this one felt odd um tons of teens like goofing around in their house lip syncing the song and doing that kind of stuff to the camera so we'll end on this. It's not much, but it's a very interesting thing to happen. This says a very important announcement. And this video was uploaded five years ago and has 130 views. It's uploaded by P14ZM40NU. And this is a very important announcement from them. And so I don't think Down in Flames is in, in this video, but it says... Screenshot those comments because the ship's going down in flames. And this says, basically. So Reliant K themselves have been slowly but surely uploading their albums to YouTube. And to respect their decision and give them the traffic they deserve, all Reliant K tracks on P14ZM40NU will be removed very soon. Oh, good. You can find their channel at youtube.com slash ReliantKBand. But thanks for all the support across the past nine years. Six, six, whoop, six million views. Wow. And a hundred, uh, 1,400 subscribers. It's been pretty fun to host a popular channel, but this was sort of inevitable. But get excited for Reliant K's newest album, Air for Free, which is set to release this summertime. Sometime this summer. Happy face. See you around, RK fans and, fans, and go support the official release. Okay, when you said about screenshotting comments and the ship going down in flames i thought this was going to be a shipping video oh no they mean because like hey i'm gonna delete all these videos so if you want to save your comments from my videos go take screenshots so you can use them to blackmail people in the future i see so it was just kind of an oddity just like you know and the thing is when you upload a song to youtube that you don't own it gets content ID, especially if it's a major label release, it gets content ID and then all ad revenue from that song goes to the publisher. So it really doesn't matter. And that's why. And the other thing is like the official uploads usually get the most views. Well, this YouTuber didn't end up deleting their uploads of the entirety of the album. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know if they changed their mind or they undeleted them sometime in the last six years. I don't know. Well, there's that. And that just landed like a like a thud. So, <laughs> <laughs> Danny, yeah, do you like this song more, the same, or less? Uh, I like this song about the same. I think I like it more. Yeah, because um, I kind of understood this song overall. Never really questioned it. Pretty much got it when I dug into it. I'm like, yeah, this song is exactly what I thought it was. And it's a little too long, so I don't love it more than I ever liked it before. I used to listen to this album a lot, so about the same. Yeah, this was a skip track for me, just trying to get to maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> so <laughs> I do like it more now. Oh, so this we'll is We'll actually end on this. 
we're having a sword gen- fight, not gen- a lightsaber generacy, fight. Generacy on YouTube uploaded footage of their fighting with like wooden, wooden swords. swords. Yeah. Oh, because I guess these are Christians fighting amongst themselves. Oh, good call. I love it. Oh, good lord. What? What? Now we. <laughs> and then it cut to like the Grim Reaper who's wearing a hoodie and a hockey mask. And he just came up and killed somebody playing the drums. And then it cuts back oh, wow. to these teenagers. There's so much having going a sword on here. Fight out in the streets of their suburban home. And they're still just fighting. The camera's wow. shaking. It's very rainy. They've got coats on like good boys so they don't catch cold. <laughs> and it's just more and more sort of, oh, there's kicking going on. Yeah. They should have put all this. The kicking they should have put all this into. They Someone should add uh, lightsabers to this image. <laughs> oh, fun little little uh, crossfade there. I don't really understand why the Grim Reaper just came in. I know. I'm, can we fast forward? I would like to know what's going to happen next. Does okay. the Grim Reaper in a hockey mask come back? Okay, now we're seeing the guitarist, and the Grim Reaper is coming in, and he kills the guitarist. He pokes him in the back, very lightly. Oh, he's playing Guitar Hero, actually. (laughs) So it's just... So now the so now Reliant oh, K goodness, is dead. Like jabbing each other in the stomach very what harshly. The <laughs> <laughs> they killed Seth Rogen. <laughs> so now it cuts to like a computer room in one of, in this house, and the death the Grim Reaper comes up to a guy using the computer and but he starts was, shooting. He had at him a gun. He was and he's trying wearing to Matrix sh- glasses. Yeah, Matrix glasses guy tried to shoot the Grim Reaper, but it didn't work. What the hell? Oh, wow. This is like... So I guess the moral of this is death comes for us all. I... <laughs> and I think this is partially Star Wars based. Like I said, there should be lightsabers on their swords because he uses force power because it cuts back and the, he just pushed them oh, down. Oh, yeah. And then and they, run, they run oh, back to the house running. without their swords. And, and I think they fell bedroom. through the window. I oh, think they were okay. supposed to fall through the window. So they both like pretended like they were going to fall into the window from outside the house, but they yeah. couldn't actually crash through. So it just cuts to them on the other side of the window, falling down, no glass. You it looks what? like they teleported through the wall. They they were trying to get around something and they did. You know what? Good for them. I applaud them. Great effort. And now the Grim Reaper just found the two guys who had been fighting and kills them. So the two stories come together. Oh, the Grim Reaper's wearing a hockey mask. Okay, did you say that earlier? I didn't catch that. And now Reliant K is dead, and these Christians that fight amongst each other are dead. So don't fight Christians out there. I don't know that the original people were supposed to be Reliant K. I'm not entirely sure of that. They They're were playing the song. At least one member. <laughs> so... <laughs> Unless that one member is supposed to be one of the two people fighting. I'm not really sure. Uh, depending on when this came from, maybe those were the five members of Reliant K. I'm not I'm not 100% certain, but sure. Well, thanks for listening. And I like this song the same as before <laughs> we did the episode. I was just thinking we shake our tits instead. <laughs> I couldn't say it. And that's why I lost my mind because I just started singing the back in my head. We don't shake hands, we shake our tits. <laughs> and that's what made me start laughing. I'm like, it's not appropriate. <laughs>
Uh. <laughs> 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 